Great. It's the last little home stretch of Pride Month, and I've been so busy in the best way. I I feel like when you are a drag queen during Pride Month, it has to be very similar to being Santa during Christmas. Like there's just so much fun to be had. And then, you know, July hits and, you know, business as usual. So, um, I, you know, I've, I've been doing so many different really cool events. And um, so I uh, I apologize. I'm not today. I'm probably not going to read a story uh, in the intro. But I um, I do want to talk about when I was in Boise recently because I, I had a little bit of time to check my messages and everybody, uh, so many people were telling me, you have to go to the Idaho State Penitentiary. So I'll talk about that in a moment. Um, but I, I uh, you know, just to check in with things that I've been doing, I was just, I, I did a couple of really great podcasts. You can go listen to me on the Daily Zeitgeist, which is um, a great daily podcast where we talk about, um, every, you know, t- uh, daily um, news stories. And I had a great time with them there. And then I, I, did an episode of the Chatty Broads podcast, which is a real popular podcast. And those two Chatty Broads, they had some ghost stories. And I'm going to try to get them in there. I think that's going to be posted maybe next week. And, um, you know, I was I did a video at BuzzFeed yesterday that was really cool, um, debating the term Latinx and Latino. And it was a really positive experience that I had with um, a group of uh, millennials of Latin descent. And we kind of talked about that term. So that'll be out soon. Oh, you know, another thing I did the other night, I got to be sort of a host of this event with Emma Stone. It was for her charity. It was really, it was a great, great night. It was a um, a fundraiser for, well, for her charity that, and the funds go to um, the Van Ness uh School, elementary school, I believe, and the LGBT center. And it was star-studded, mama. It was Emma Stone. We had Brie Larson there. We had the band Heim, um, the actress Zoe Deutsch, and we called bingo ball numbers. And it, went, it was a cute little time. So, uh, yeah, been busy, been busy, but I'm definitely going to be focusing more on, um, you know, checking out all these stories that everyone's sending me on the Facebook group and through the email ghosted by Roz and, you know, as always leaving five star rating and you can uh, write your story on Apple Podcasts and uh, trust me, I-, I see them. I definitely see them. I just need to take a moment to read them. And actually, you know what? I want to get some uh, some of my fun famous friends in here and we'll read them together so keep sending them in um i have a really really good uh celebrity friend that's going to be coming in soon and we're just going to read them spend the hour reading these stories and having a good time with it so let's talk about idaho the idaho state penitentiary which God, it was such a bummer because so we did the show Mean Gaze uh, at the Egyptian Theater in Boise for the Boise Pride Festival. And it was a really great time. It was we were very in and out. We didn't have much time. You know, it was sort of the thing where you get off the flight, you go to rehearsal and then uh, you put up the show. And I had a little bit of downtime as we were setting up at the theater and I was checking different messages and I saw all these messages about the Idaho State Penitentiary and I really was not super familiar with it. So I I looked it up and I listened to what people were telling me and apparently this place is haunted as hell. So what's so cool about it? It's sort of one of those things where you go, oh, it's an it's an old abandoned uh, former jail, but it really 
it's not really abandoned because there is it's a historic landmark and there is a whole wonderful group of people that have turned it into a museum and a place that you can just I think you pay like six dollars and you can just walk around and they do tours and the thing that was a bummer for me was that the only amount of time I would have had to do it was early in the morning, as soon as it opened, for like less than an hour. So I was going to go with my friend Laganja, and she had her dog with her, and I wasn't allowed to bring a dog. So that was a bummer. So I ended up going by myself before catching a flight, because I had to go, and I, I walked in there with my suitcase, and they let me put my suitcase at the front desk, and I tried to soak up as much as I could in the amount of time that I had. So I spent about a half hour at the Idaho State Penitentiary. But uh, I'll read you some of the stuff that I learned about it. It opened in 1870, which was actually 20 years before Idaho uh, was declared a state, is what this um, article says. Uh, It opened just it was opened for uh just over 100 years there were 1300 plus prisoners there and it was known for its terrible conditions there was there were two prisoner riots in the 70s before it closed and here's this little excerpt that i found on definition.org okay it says the sandstone that formed on its walls was a plentiful and inexpensive building material, but it also intensified the temperatures inside the cells. The hot Boise summers, the sandstones, uh, the sandstone retained the heat, creating a stifling oven effect. In winter, the walls held the bitter cold, chilling the prisoners for months. Proper plumbing didn't reach the prison until the 1920s, and un pleasant condition that also spread disease. This was complicated by the prisoner's ill-working ventilation system. Ugh. Conditions like these pushed inmates to the edge and guards answered violence with more violence until 1971 when the prisoners reached their breaking point. So it closed for good in 1970 and was designated a National Historic Site for its significance as a territorial prison that same year. Stewardship of the site was taken up by the Idaho State Historical Society, and that's what we've got today. Uh, Let's see. It's been 40 years since the prison closed, but there have been numerous reports of paranormal activity at the complex. Specifically, most reports center around one of old Idaho State Penitentiary's most famous inmates, Ray Snowden, sometimes referred to as Idaho's Jack the Ripper. Snowden was sentenced to death for the brutal murder of a woman named Cora Dean. Prior to his 1957 execution by hanging, OPS, yeah, they did executions and shit there. There were hangings and uh, electric chairs and all of it. Snowden admitted to the murders of two other women. In the years since the prison closed, visitors and museum workers alike have claimed that his spirit still haunts the grounds. Many of these claims center around the building known as Five House, which that's where Snowden was hung. Uh, When I went into this building known as Five House, that was... I, I do remember that looking on the map and I was like, okay, I'll go into this one. And as soon as I went in, I was like, don't like it here. And I ran out and I ended up talking to somebody that worked there. And I was like, yeah, I went into this, the five house and I didn't like it. And this person that worked there was like, oh yeah, that's one of the most haunted places. That's what a lot of people say. I also talked to somebody that was there that goes there a lot that was uh, talking about some uh some spirits following them home, which was real creepy. Uh, If that was you, uh, tell me that story right in. I want to read it. Many claim that Snowden's final agonized attempts to breathe can be heard throughout the building, particularly at the former location of the gallows, because he didn't snap his neck when he got hanged. He 
he had to it took him over 15 minutes and he suffocated to death that's ugh terrible in addition to snowden many guests and tour guides claim that sinister feelings strange sounds voices and dark entities still lurk in the cell blocks of old Idaho state penitentiary particularly near the former solitary confinement cells so yeah Unfortunately, I don't have much to report from my very brief time there. I would love to go back there sometime and go on one of the tours and learn a little bit more. I did fear, feel some eerie vibes. I can definitely see how it's haunted, and I recommend people checking it out. And I thank you guys so much for the suggestion because it was creepy and it was cool. And I love checking out these haunted places. All right. Let's get on with the show. Today, I've got two guests. I have um, some wonderful friends. Our first guest today is a comedian. He's been around the scene for a while, and he's been on a ton of TV shows. You can see him on the TV show Superstore. And he has a podcast on this network, Starburns Audio. It is called Live to Tape. Here he is, Johnny Pemberton. Hi, Johnny. Hi. What's going on with you? I heard you're going on tour and stuff. Yeah, I'm doing a little tour in the summer. I'm doing like the Midwest and... Uh... I'm from the Midwest. Me too. Wait, where are you from again? Minnesota. Oh, wow. Where are you from? I'm from Michigan. This is very similar. Lots is of it? people will say, oh, you're from Michigan, right? I'm like, no, I'm from fucking Minnesota. I've gotten that too. I don't Michigan. know the difference. I've never been to Minnesota. Yeah, well, I think Michigan is a little... Well, I mean, they're very similar, I guess. Great place to grow up. Great place to uh, to leave behind and occasionally revisit when you are being paid to go there. That's right. <laughs> are you getting paid to go there? Again, I'm doing a show at the uh, at this great theater. Why well, can't they, the Parkway Theater in Minneapolis? I think that's the 19th of July. Doing a show on the 20th at in Des Moines. I can't think of the name of the venue. I'll be in Chicago. I think on the 15th of July. There's probably some more more dates in there. To I come. love Chicago. I love Chicago. It's the best place to do shows. Chicago, Chicago is also haunted, which I like. I, I need, bet. Yeah. I need to go back and spend some more time there. Um, oh, tell us about your podcast. My podcast, Live to Tape? Yeah. It's like a, I mean, I, I guess it's like a regular podcast, but I just have anyone I want to talk to is super interesting to have them on. We kind of like make a lot of noise. And it basically comes from me wanting to make a podcast that was uh like sonically interesting, like music. So we talk about music basically every episode. Nice. So it's sort of like a music podcast. You have good guests too. I was like looking at your list of people that have been on lately. I I'm, I give you two thumbs up. I got some good guests. I got a good guest reach on occasion. Yeah. Yeah. I like guests. Okay. I want to talk about <laughs> ghosts. I love ghosts. Do you believe in them? Yeah, I do. I definitely, um, I would say I want to believe because there's a lot big part of me that also is like I think this some of, I think this the problem with ghosts to me is that there's so much around ghost culture that and no that's bullshit ghost culture you know what I mean yeah like, yeah like because I, I used to watch that show religiously the show um Ghost Adventures uh huh and Zach Baggins Zach but ba- yeah I play with Zach Baggins I wish he would probably correct this uh, I love that shit but it's like the thing where. You know, what I mean, that show is based upon like the five percent where you're like, "Oh, that's that." You can't explain that away. Yeah, but the rest of it's like fluff. I have a hard time with those kind of shows because it's always like something just grabbed me, and it's like, "Well, that doesn't make good TV." Like, I yeah. can't see it. I can't. I'm. It's, I'm not feeling that someone just grabbed you, but I'll believe you. I guess. Have you seen the original thing that got them the show? No. There's some footage that they made like a short movie. And that's what—that's how they got the show. And this has some footage where you're just like, oh, fuck. I've seen it probably 15 times. Every time I see it, I just get, like, the chills because it's— Where is it? it you can probably watch it online, I'm sure, like, like everything now. Oh, I want to find it. Yeah, it's I did great. see that documentary that he did that, like— the, re- the recent one? The one that, like, fucked up his eye. Demon House? Yes. Oh, my God. That's so ridiculous. Do you believe it? I feel like—I mean, I feel like the truth of that documentary— is a lot of those people are like, oh, you want to pay me to tell you something? Give me some money and I'll tell you something. Right. Because that's just like scam culture because Detroit's kind of, I mean, 
Those people are... They deserve to get paid, yeah, though. Ja- I think, you uh, want to make money off me and your documentary? Give exactly. me some money. <laughs> what do you want me to say? Give me 50 bucks. I love that shit. I think that more power to them. Mm-hmm. Especially if some guy who's wearing sunglasses in the daytime is hanging out in the middle of winter. <laughs> right. Might as well. Okay, so what... Yeah, what long story is, short, I believe in ghosts, though. But just, like, only a small percentage. Uh, have you had experiences yourself that you can explain? I've had a couple things that... I can't explain them, but I've definitely had some experiences where I'm like, this is very scary and like in a place where there should be, it's both two of the, two of the ones that were the most, uh, I remember the best were in places where this is a ghostly place. What do you mean? There was a, there was an old children's hospital. I went to college at Florida State and uh, there was a children's hospital that was called Sunnyland that was about maybe 15, 20 minutes outside of Tallahassee. And it was closed down. Been closed down for ages. Some... That's never good. Anytime a hospital yeah. is like abandoned, there's it's haunted. And of course, the story is it was abandoned because it was you know it was people they were mistreated. And there was two stories: one that it was a TB clinic, one that it was a children's hospital. Either way, a lot of bad, unhappy stuff. Lots of la la yes. la la. So it was like a real popular place for people to go. And uh, go at night and like walk around there. And we one time, this is something where I can't believe I fucking did this. Just the trespassing alone, now I wouldn't get into. And the fact it was like this old, dilapidated, huge building where it was like you know, some like a piece of flooring could fall. And, oh, how'd you die? Oh, walking around a fucking old hospital. Yeah. And then you join the ghosts. Exactly. So that's probably what happens. It's probably there's so many ghosts because it's just like a. People like trespassing. A, you know, all these traps are the ghosts set to make more ghosts. <laughs> but it's like Home Alone. Mm-hmm. I don't understand um, why people are able to just ghost hunt at hospitals. Like, are they, they, ju- they don't have gates or anything. People can just walk in. I feel like people are always at hospitals yeah. and mental hospitals and, uh, you know, they just walk in. This that, place you, had a, were you had, able to? Had a big fence around it, and there was definitely all these signs that said no trespassing. They, had okay. even, they didn't have, like, a, um, most people that lives in a little trailer there, like a little security trailer. Uh, oh. I think they weren't there that night. I'm trying, I don't remember how exactly. This is a while ago. I would hate that job. Are you kidding oh, yeah. me? I think it's, like, the probably the, the job for the person who loves to watch TV and only TV. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the occasional child ghost. Yeah. We went there. I think we probably scaled the fence. Maybe, maybe there was like a cut in the fence. We peeled back to get in. It's like four or five of us. We went there. Walked. What time was this at nighttime? Oh, yes, it's like midnight. Maybe one a.m. Maybe two a.m. It was <sighs> very late on the weekend. Sometime we went there, walked all around everything. Nothing like crazy happened. Not that I can remember exactly. But we were about to leave, and there was like a, when we were leaving, there was like a basement area to the building. And um, we were about to go out the fence, and I was some reason like, I want to go in the basement because it was super dark and scary. Mm. And um, my friend Garrison was like, don't go in there. Don't go in there. I was like, I want to go in there. I kind of felt like this, like this compulsion to go in there. And he was like, please do not go in there. I just it feels I, I feel really bad about that right now. And I, as he was saying that, I just kept feeling like more and more like this – I don't know. It, was like, it wasn't like a like a magnet. It was more just, I guess it was like a magnet, sort of like a spiritual magnet. I remember seeing like this sort of green glowing from the center inside there. What? And then I was just like, I felt, uh, I was I didn't feel so much terrified, but kind of like overwhelmed by just something like watching me. You're brave. Well, I didn't go in there. I oh. was like, fuck it. Okay, I'm not going to go in there. But there was like about a good 10 seconds of time that felt kind of, like I was in this weird, like, woo, 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 uh-huh. where I was staring down there thinking about going in there. It was, like, telling me to go in there, and I sort of saw this greenness, and then I just decided I would listen to my friend and not go down there because he was like, oh, there's evil. There's evil down there. Yeah. <laughs> go back. Yeah. I, I'm sure it's probably been destroyed now and buried, but maybe it might still be there. I think it was called Sunnyland. I'm pretty sure that's what people called it. It doesn't sound sunny. It's definitely it's the opposite of Sunnyland, unless there was a dude named Sunny there. That's the only <laughs> way it could actually be sunny. I'm sunny, and this is my land. Mm-hmm. Sunny, you're you're disgusting. <laughs> um, wait, is it true that you've been possessed? Well, I sort of, I don't know how to explain it exactly. I think it was maybe like a, like a lucid dream or something, if you want to explain it away. 
I was with my girlfriend. We were staying in a uh, an old hotel in Nevada City, California, which is like Gold Rush Town, way North California. And it was this old hotel. It was the oldest hotel in town. It was a classic, like out of a cowboy movie. It looked like that same sort of look. And you walk in there, and it's, it hasn't changed in probably like 150 years. And uh, same. God, even the rooms were had like those beds that were super creaky. And I was just, um, I guess what happened was, I don't really remember this well because I wasn't really like in my head at the time it happened. I've told the story enough now to where I remember, I seem like I remember it, but at the time I was like sort of in my body but not really present so much. All I know is I got up in the middle of the night and got out of this creaky bed, went to the bathroom, and then I came out of the bathroom and I was like, evidently I was walking upright but like bent over 90 degrees at the waist with my arms dangling and I was going like uh, uh, uh. <laughs> and Britt was like Hello, Johnny what, what are you doing and I was just like I kept just acting like someone was riding my back and I was walking around <laughs> no. I walked all around the bed and it was one of those things where I think at some point I kind of came to and I was so fucking scared. I was just like scared shitless. But you don't remember, like, as it was happening, you were kind of out of it? Yeah, I was sort of uh, like, I mean, I wasn't, I, was, I guess you could say I was kind of possessed by something I felt like. I felt kind of like I wasn't really in control, like I was sort of being like uh, ridden by something, like someone was on my shoulders and I was bent over. And it scared the shit out of a girlfriend. Like, she was super spooked out because I was non-responsive when it was happening. And afterwards, I, I just was, oh, man, it was so hard. It's like we barely slept the rest of the night just because it's like the most ghostly standards kind of like a fucking ghost story movie because it was the, the place yeah. was just built. It's built for ghosts kind of thing, you know? Yeah, definitely. So. But what do you think that is? Like, do you think that was some old cowboy, like, here, I'll show yeah. you who's a horse? I'll sh- I, that's what the uh, the most basic, like, uh, paranormal explanation is. I mean, I guess it could be, because I always think that a lot of that stuff is sort of a combination of things, you know? Mm-hmm. The idea that you're seeing a ghost versus the idea, oh, this is just this is just lucid dreaming, it's just that. Uh-huh. And it's like, how come, how come those things can't be the same thing? Yeah, I mean, because there's people like me that believe that everything is a ghost. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, everything. There's no like, science there. That was a ghost. That wasn't a lifeguard. That was a ghost. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, have you had other experiences? I, those are the most intense ones I've had. Uh-huh. I definitely grew up um, hearing a lot of ghost stories from uh, my mom's family. They're from Louisiana. So we go visit my grandpa down, and he lived in a town called Alexandria, which is like a little shit town in the center of um, of the state. And there was, used to be a military base there, so there's a lot of like people used to live there. And uh, my grandpa had a neighbor who was a Cajun guy named Elster Gaspar. Oh, I love this. Elster. One more time. Elster Gaspar. Elster Gaspar. Yeah, and Elster Gaspar was a ca- like a classic Cajun dude. Talk, you know, like I see them, uh, those boys coming the out. Just a classic. <laughs> like I can't even do the Cajun accent anymore. Uh-huh. But full on Cajun dude. And he would always tell us all the time, like, "That's one morning I swear I saw ghosts hovering over the pond there." And his wife would be yelling at him, like, "Elster, stop telling those kids that you didn't see nothing." He was like, "No, I seen it. I seen it. it was four in the morning. I was up and I saw a ghost hovering over the pond." He always would tell us that story. I was probably like five or six, right? I just re- distinctly remember that story, like it's like the one memory I have from that era. This is that story. A very scary thing to tell a child. Oh, I loved it. I was so into it. I was like, tell us the ghost story again, Elster. <laughs> and it's a very quick story. It was over there on the pond. Yeah. I mean, that's all I can re- There's probably more to it. He's probably got a lot more alcohol-fueled stories yeah. like that. But I just thought that was so cool an adult. Like, not just a, a like an adult, like my parents' age, but like much older, who was seriously telling us he saw this ghost hovering over their pond behind their house. I mean, that's the cool thing about it. It happens to everyone. I mean, yeah. all kinds of people, any age. No one's immune to ghosts. Oh, God. I think people who are, think they're immune probably are more susceptible, right? I don't know. I don't know how it works. I feel like you have to believe it for it to happen, but who knows? Because a lot of people yeah. are like, I didn't believe this until one day it happened. Yeah. So I don't know. 
I I fear that I'm talking about ghosts nonstop is like manifesting or like you know bringing them into my life, which is kind of cool. Um, I'm a scaredy cat. See, I don't like being around too many people on Earth. So like when there's like ghost people that are around, I'm like. You prefer it or you don't want to have the ghost people? I don't think I want. I don't know. No. You're inviting them in. Am I? I don't know. Maybe it's the opposite. Maybe they get scared. I have this theory where I think you can't die if you envision that death. Like if I were to like be scared of getting a, I don't know, having like getting struck by lightning at a very particular time, I probably wouldn't get struck because I'd be so aware of it. Kind so of it has to that, catch you off guard. Yeah. So I think if you like are always calling out ghosts is is something. I think they would probably be like, "Oh, he knows. We don't want to." Like with this, this is no fun. We want to spook him. They want to surprise you. They'll still scare me. I mean, ghosts are scary. I I tell myself all the time, "Oh, they're just people," and it's true. But it's that thing where you're like, "This is like a human, but it's not," and I can see through you, and you just vanished, yeah. and like all that kind of stuff. And I don't do that. There's so many different types of ghosts too. That's what. It, that's where it's really like. I need. I need to get an expert in here. I need to figure this out. I want to know. <laughs> I want to know if you can choose what form you're in. I want to know. Like, how come some ghosts are like just a torso floating? Other ones are just. Th- they they have the capability to throw things around. Like I don't. Yeah. I don't. What kind of ghost would you be? I think I would probably be the kind of ghost that. Um, like makes bathroom sounds, I think. <laughs> I would just like make like loud farting and shitting and pissing sounds. Yeah. When there's like no one, you in the bathroom, like no, I was just turning on the TV. It's like there's someone shitting in the bathroom. Right? Yeah. Like, that would be that would freak people out because it would be like seem so natural. Oh, be that'd like, be what fun. What the hell is going on here? That'd be fun to be a ghost that made fart noises around people at very uncomfortable times. And blames them. Yeah, but because you're the ghost, so everyone's, it's yeah. like it had to be the person. You know about the smell stuff. That's a thing that happens, I guess. We've talked about that a little yeah. bit. Yeah, that thing, that freaks me out. Like when people smell something that's not there. Because I'm like, uh-huh. I have a super sensitive nose. Like anything, if anything smells bad or really good, I'm like, I'm like always sniffing around for it. Okay. So I never thought about that, but maybe some of that stuff could be... Because, you know, that sometimes you smell something very distinctive and you're like, where the hell is this coming from? It's like a super distinctive smell, but you have no rational way to explain where it's coming from. Yeah, well. Maybe that's like I ghost smelt shit. it, dealt it. <laughs> so it's a ghost it, dealt it. <laughs> I, you know, that's funny that you say that because yesterday I was cleaning my apartment and my living room smelled like cologne. And I couldn't explain it. That could be Just a ghost Just in a thing. spot. In one spot, it smelled like cologne. And I was like, why would it smell like cologne in this spot? Nobody has cologne in here. And you couldn't find it like on like a carpet or on like a couch or it something It was just like every time I would walk through my living room, I would like walk through it. Yeah, the cologne zone. The cologne zone. Man, that could be a ghost cologne zone. Yeah. That's what I, the, the, that's what I feel like my show Ghosted by Ross Dressfeles. It sounds like a perfume. Ghosted by Ross Dressfeles. That should be your goal. Yeah, it's a perfume, but it's only on for a minute, and then it disappears. Well, that would be a cool thing, too, for science to try to figure out. That might be a nice thing, actually, for people who want to, like, you just want to make an impression, you want to go, you want to leave, like, Cinderella or some shit. Yes. It is time to play. EVPs. Or EVPs. Okay. So... Typically on the show, mm-hmm. we do EVPs, uh, but I want to do something that is, I think it's still technically considered an EVP, but it's a little bit different. This is um, a spirit box or a ghost box, which the main differences between the EVPs that we usually show, we usually play and a ghost box is that ghost box uses radio frequency and you can hear it while you're in the room. Like you'll be in a room and you got the ghost box on and it's like... Playing through a speaker. Yeah, yeah. It kind of cycles through the through the frequency. It's like... Yes. Okay. And it usually sounds a little bit more robotic and a lot of times very clear. Um, whereas an EVP, you're usually... You, you record it and then you don't hear it until you listen right. back to it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I've also... I'm, also kind of obsessed with the fact that EVPs are very big in the dead celebrity world. Mm-hmm. And any dead celebrity you th- can think of, 
you just type it into YouTube and you find there's people, you know, oh, they're answering questions from beyond the grave. It's great. It's, it's great. like that digital Ouija board. Yeah, okay. definitely. So um, there's this guy I discovered last night at 4 a.m., um, and which is kind of why I'm tired today, because I was just on, in a wormhole. This man, his name is Charlie Chittenden. And, Chittenden. Yeah, and he's British. Okay. And he interviews Every celebrity from Beyond the Grave. I mean, we're we're talking Benjamin Franklin, Sylvia Brown. He's got great <laughs> guests. Whoever's booking his show, yeah. um, I found this um, little interview that he did with um, porn legend John Holmes. Wow. Yeah. A man who's got a lot to say, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. So um, here is the first EVP. Tell me what what you think John Holmes is saying. Okay. I'm listening. It's that little... That sounded kind of more like a drum set. <laughs> I got to hear that again. Okay. Oh, that was such a... It's such a short thing. It is a short thing. It almost sounds like he said like... Oh, can I hear it one more time? It's so short. I know. It is really quick. I'm a squirt. I'm a squirt. <laughs> that's, that's all I can think. He's, I'm a squirt. You know, that's well, something he, he probably says a lot. He was no squirt if you've ever seen his work. Um, well, anyway. Okay. Is it A, I'm pissed off. B, hey, mister. C, I miss her. Or D, my pistol. I like my pistol. He says that he, that he said, I miss her. Wow. I mean, it's there. Evie, please. That's, yeah, uh, that's definitely an Evie, please. I'm not trying to badmouth Charlie Chittenden because he's got some good videos out there. Um, that one I couldn't really hear. Okay, how about this one? <laughs> Is that the same guy? John this Holmes is also again? John Holmes, okay. interviewed by Charlie Chittenden. Was it A, you pervert? B, I've been in over 559 films, according to Wikipedia. C, one of them was called Saturday Night Beaver. That's true. Okay. D, another one was called Confessions of a Teenage Peanut Butter Freak. So I think it's got to be the one that isn't uh, nine words long. (laughs) (laughs) So you think he says, you pervert? Yeah. That really sounds like music to me. Like, you could loop that. And you could really make some. That could be a house track in a second. It sounds like, you know that guy, Woody McBride? I don't. He's this old acid dude from Minneapolis. Sounds like acid. Acid house. Yeah, it kind of sounds, yeah, it sounds a little. It kind of reminds me, yeah. I'm a pervert, I'm a pervert, I'm a pervert, I'm a pervert. Peanut butter freak, peanut yeah. butter freak. Um, yeah, it's. You pervert. I guess so. Sure. Why not? What does Charlie say? He says that he said you pervert. Okay, so so I'm right. So I guess John <laughs> Holmes was like, you pervert. He's probably being cheeky from beyond the grave. Yeah. It's like, don't you pervert trying to ask me questions. I wonder if he has a ghost penis. Do you think um, you want to be a ghost? I would definitely want to be a ghost. I think I used to always really want to be a ghost. Mm-hmm. I do like, the, anytime I get the chance to be in a place where I can hear people or see people and I am like, I can't be seen or heard, I mm-hmm. like that. My next guest is the fabulous Tom Lank, who is a friend of mine, and I've, you know, I, I run into him around town as we do in Hollywood, and I'm so happy that he came in. And he's he's a silly fella. He's he's a funny guy. You might know him from his Lank Look for Less, which is when he takes celebrities on the red carpet and he makes his version by uh, by way of arts and crafts so follow him if you don't he's Tom Lank on Instagram it's pretty iconic and he's got a little bit of a ghost story to tell so here he is Mr. Tom Lank I am joined by a fellow dress for lesser (laughs) Tom Lank hello hi 
House of Dresfalaise. I know. I think you should be an honorary member. I mean, you are the the leader of the dressing for less movement with the length look for less. Does that make you my drag mom? I would love to be your drag mom. Who's your drag mom? Cherry Vine. Oh. Who's okay. also been on the show. Yeah, of course. I know her work. Wait, how did the length look? I mean, I'm sure you've been asked this a million times, but like, when did that start? Like a couple years ago? Uh, three years ago, 2016 Met Gala. I just randomly had some materials at my house and it was like a space age tech technology theme that year i remember and i'm like i put one silver mylar blanket on and said this is every one of the met gala and then i was like well let me see how many i can do this week and then it kind of just took off blew up i'm just like really this is the thing that takes off of all the things i've worked extremely hard on in my career <laughs> doing you know theater um, regional production list the credits the, Buffy know, the vampire slayer uh i th- is that all i've done maybe that's all you've I've done. done so many things no, i mean like You're just constantly like, going like working. I, I it was a period of like having just done this buyer and seller one man play at various theaters and i'm like oh my god i and like doing a, a documentary i produced myself and just so much work had gone into all these things and like, oh, it's the thing that you don't try on that is the big success. So, so note to self, note to my past self, you know, don't don't be a tryhard. Don't just What's the power of social media. Yeah. And I, I mean, you, you, it seems like you and I don't want to say it seems like you try hard because that makes it sound like you don't look effortless, but you definitely put in the time. Yeah. I mean, the it, people are like, wow, you spent a lot of time on that thing that you do on the internet i'm like i i don't it's actually elementary school level crafting and it's super easy and fun (laughs) but it's hilarious okay so ghosts you experience them you ever seen one okay you know any my ghost story okay so i was living this is in like 2002 ish maybe i was living at melrose and la brea sort of near Pink's hot dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a Winchell's Donuts over there. That's how I know it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I lived right behind what used to be uh, like Rocket Video and Aaron Brothers Frame Store. They're both gone now. Um, and I had uh, my roommate Teresa and her boyfriend Chris had one room and I had the other room. And um, oh, weird. There was a lady that lived in the building. It was just like a flat, sort of one-story courtyard apartment building. So anyway, so I'm in this building, living there, with my two roommates who share the room. Now, I this one evening, I come home. It's about 6 p.m., and I came home. Uh, Detail to note, we had a deadbolt on our front door. There, so there's two ways to get into the apartment building. There's a sliding glass door, which we kept locked unless um, you know we were there and enjoying the patio. Um, And we had a deadbolt. Now, none of us had a key to the deadbolt from the outside. So you could only, we'd only lock, so there was the lock below it that we had the key to. So we would only lock the deadbolt if we were all in the house. In the house. And we were home for the night, sleeping, whatever. Um, But if, uh, if they were home and I was not, if I was staying out late, they would not deadbolt that thing. Anyway, so I... Came home, and for some reason, I dead, I deadbolted the door, maybe so that if, like, I was to pleasure myself, um, <laughs> that that they wouldn't, like, walk in on me or something. Or, like, they'd have to, like, ring the doorbell or knock on the door, and I could come open it. I want, I needed some alone time, right? Yeah, you needed that couple-second delay so you could make your way to the door. Yeah. You wouldn't be surprised. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Uh, so I, I went in, locked the door. I go in, I take a shower, and you know at the time I was I took a long shower. I don't anymore because it's a drought scenario here. Oh, 2002, water oh, everywhere. Just, so much water. Just to be so had much in water. This will never end. <sighs> so anyway, I take a shower. I'm I'm in there for like 20 minutes. Maybe I did some personal grooming, some manscaping. I was having like I was tending to my manly needs, uh-huh. um, and I came. Can you finish the sentence? Yeah, I came out. Okay. Oh, sorry. I did not count. I came out of the bathroom, which was in my bedroom. And I went into the living room and I 
I noticed that all of the pillows from all the couches and chairs have been piled in the middle of the room. Weird. And then I went to the kitchen and all of the um all the doors on all the cupboards were open and dishes had been taken out. I can't remember if the dishes were also piled in the middle, but I, I remember there was dishes now out and doors were all open. And this was the house was my roommates were neat freaks. I am not a neat freak, so I would have noticed had there been lots of clutter yeah. in the middle. But the door, the doors on the cabinets, you mean, were open, so, but not the other doors, like the outside doors. So the outside door still, dead still deadlocked, okay. still deadbolted, and the sliding glass door also locked. Um, and so I <laughs> just, I was very confused, and I called, I called my roommate, and she was in San Diego, and I'm like, are you, did you, like, come in? Did you stop at home and, like, rummage through the house and, like, do some stuff? Yeah, just weirdly put all the pillows in a... In a... Yeah, and she said, no, I'm in San Diego. And then I called her boyfriend, and he was working at the now, um, no longer there, at DeBevix. He was working there, and so I called him, and he was like, no, I'm here at work. I did not come home. And I'm like, okay. And so... All I can think is that it was a ghost, right? That's weird. Because, like, there was no way, unless someone was playing a prank. Like, I just don't know how. Like, there was no lock on the outside of the sliding glass door. And there was no, um, I don't know, like, the devil. We didn't even have the key to it. So I don't know how it would have happened. I don't know. Also, don't know why, like, a criminal would come in and just rearrange things and then leave. Well, I actually heard before that speaking of the Manson family, like, they used to do weird things like that, where they would just, like, go into houses and rearrange things. Ah, I was being targeted! They call it creepy crawling. Ew, Ew, no! Isn't that weird? Okay, well, so then this is— But how would they have gotten in? That's the thing. I don't know. So then this is what makes me think it was a ghost. Um, The— so the, the relationship between my roommates was they were sort of going through a hard time and they were on the verge of breaking up and they were having lots of fights and arguments. And my friend Teresa had gone. She was doing Selena the Musical Stop. at the Ricardo Montalban Theater. Fun. <laughs> I think before. No, it just become Montalban had just bought it. Oh, I know that theater. Uh, yeah. And they do drag shows there. Sometimes. Oh wait, you were in. I saw you there at. Yeah, you were. You were so good. You're at Mean Gaze. Thank you. Nailed you nailed it. You oh, nailed stop. it. Stop. Uh, and so she was doing that show, and she became friends. So Kenny Ortega was directing it, and he directed like High School Musical, Hocus, Hocus Pocus. Pocus. I think he was directing it. No, sorry, he didn't direct it. His <laughs> sister, um, I forget her name. I think it's like I think her name is Duba. Kimmy Ortega. Duba Otega. Duba Otega. Maybe. Oh, I, I think it might be short for Deborah or something. I don't know. Uh, she was in the show and they had the cast. She lived with her brother, Kenny, uh, here in the valley. And they had had a cast party at her place that my friend Teresa had been to. And so Teresa was then telling her the story about how we thought we had a ghost at our apartment. And she's like, oh, shit. You took our ghost. What? She's like, yeah, we, there's definitely a spirit that's been here at this house and it likes to cause mischief and whatnot. And like, I don't know if she said it or like, apparently, some like spirits or whatever will sort of latch on to you like during times of distress. Definitely. Uh, I've heard that. Emo- high emotions. And like, you know, she was going through all this breakup stuff and fighting with her boyfriend so there the theory was that it sort of hitched a ride with her and like came back to our house because it said so Duba said that that sounded like something that that had been like there have been other incidences at their place similar to what had happened at ours and she thought it was this that's a poltergeist yeah do you want to listen to some ghosts yeah all right it's time for EVPs or EV, please. Okay, EVP. Do you know that from your 
watching television? No. So EVP is electronic voice phenomenon. Oh, so like things that are captured in recordings? Yeah, so yeah, voices that people record, like ghost hunters will record it. They're always on those um, TV shows, those um, like ghost hunter. And am I going to tell you if this is a real EVP or a fake EVP or do I going to... Well, they're all real EVPs. Okay. Um, I just want you to guess what the ghost hunter believes the ghost is saying. Got it. Okay. All right. So this first one I found on YouTube. It is from the Ghost Hunter of Stockton, California. That's their name <laughs> okay. on YouTube. Check them out. They have some good stuff on there. Um, they, they live. It says this is from a very haunted house that they lived in for over twenty years. Guess what this ghost is saying? It's kind of like a lot of loud background noise. Play it again. Oh, wait. Okay, let's play it again. Uh, to me, the first thing I heard was, are you enjoying? Yeah, okay. Or, uh, Here's some wait, options. play it again. Or do you want to join? Like, do you want to join? Okay, these are the options I have for you. Okay. The first one was, want to join? So it could, yeah, it could be a stoner ghost. Is it A, you want to join? B, weren't you in Buffy? <laughs> C, we're enjoying? Oh. Or D, Weird Joey. I don't know. It kind of sounded like that to me. Like weird. I think it's C. It could be like um, Joey. As much as I want to say um, it was tailored for me. Yeah. Um, I think it's C. Yeah, they wrote we enjoying, but I think it sounds like we're enjoying. Like they're like we're enjoying watching you for twenty years. But like, how are they? Where are they? They're recording what and where? It was just like something they recorded in their house. Like the camera was set up and then they were like, I think it's um, somebody sitting on the couch. And then there's just like a demon or ghost that's just like, we're enjoying. Wow. Ooh. Wow. I know. Okay, here's another one. This one is from Supernatural Productions. And um, it is at the Kinaloa Mesa Asylum in Pasadena. I didn't realize that there was... I thought that was a place in a in uh in Pasadena, but okay, here it is. One more time. Oh, that's a hard one. I know. Yeah. Okay, so let's listen to it again. The, you know, this straight up sounds like uh. The call you, the call the person you wish to dial is no longer. Please hang up and dial again. I feel like it it's just like, like that. that got crossed with their wires. It could be. Okay, what are the choices? Okay, A, don't call her. All right. B, dumb golfer. Oh, I don't know. Maybe they don't like golf. I don't. Know. C, strong coffee, please. Maybe it was a ghost that they thought like like somebody was doing a Starbucks run and they were like. Maybe coffee. it's the ghost that placed that Starbucks cup and that water bottle in the Game of Thrones episodes. Oh, yeah. Or is it D? Dolphin baby. <laughs> I say dolphin baby. <laughs> it's actually don't call her, all right? Okay, so one final question. Yes. Let's say being a ghost is a good thing. And you died before me. Would you visit me? Oh, 100%. Yeah? Oh, yeah. What is the Tom Link ghost? I mean, of all the looks, what's the look? I mean, part of me just wants to be a ghost made of wigs. <laughs> like, I possess, like, do you have a wig box? Or I have, do you have a wig living room. Okay. Well, I have, I don't, I don't, like, get mine done. So mine, I, I classify them in, in order and they're all, there's like three per clear plastic shoe box so I would sort of I would think I would uh, I would haunt like a bunch of wigs and uh-huh. it was sort of you would see me sort of floating <laughs> at you in in my normal human form but it's all sort of like a swirling sort of synergistic of thing yeah. of hair synthetic but, or or oh it's synthetic I, yeah. I, I only have cheap wigs yeah, but it, they're not it's not stiff and like teased it's all like sort of fluid and moving around yeah, yeah. shake and go yeah and the wigs are sort of flowing all around the sort of shape of 
my body sort of like that's kind of gorgeous like um you know like in the terminator how he was like silver uh-huh. form uh-huh. it would be sort of like liquid but it's all made of wigs yeah you, you think know? that a ghost can choose that i mean i don't know do you think ghosts can do that kind of thing i mean i i feel like i can if yeah I'm you a ghost. could yeah hey where do people find you you can find me on instagram at tommy lank and that's that Well, thank you for listening. As always, please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. It helps out a lot. And if you have a ghost story, I'd love to hear it in the review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, Spotify, um, Himalaya, the Himalaya app. You know, tell people about the show. Please keep spreading the word. We are starting a movement here. We're working on getting some merch and some live shows and all kinds of stuff that real, real successful podcasts with big followings do. So let's build it. Um, I would love if you followed me on Instagram at Falez. I just posted a picture of me with Emma Stone, and it's real cute. And also, you know, I've got a Facebook page, uh, Roz Dress for Less. We have the podcast Facebook page, Ghosted by Roz Dress for Less. And join the Facebook group, Ghosted by Roz Dress for Less. And that is where you can share your memes. You can compliment me. You can share your ghost stories for me to read on the air. And I am uh, so happy you're listening. I hope you had a great Pride Month. Oh, if you want to see me live, I should tell you where I'm at. This weekend, I am doing Ross Matthews' Dragtastic Bubbly Brunch in Los Angeles at Rockwell Table and Stage in Los Feliz. That is on this Saturday, the 29th. And that's at noon. And then I'm actually going down to Palm Springs on Sunday, the 30th, to do Ross's Brunch down there. So check that out. It's at uh, noon as well. So I would love to see you there. I've got all the info on my Instagram. The one in Palm Springs is at a venue called Moxie. So come say hi and we'll take a picture and we'll kiki and all that fun stuff. Something I should add next week is 4th of July on Thursday. So happy 4th of July. Be safe out there. But we are going to take the week off. So we will be back on the 11th of July for a fabulous interview. And I can't wait for that one to come out. So, uh, you know, take, take, a, take a break from me for a week. I don't blame you if you need it. So, you know, just I'll give you something to look forward to. So I'll see you the 11th. Can't wait to talk to you then because I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye. Starbanes Avenue, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.